has been baptized so many times that about as wrinkled as a prune. I do not believe that once the person is baptized the correct way, I don't believe they need to go back down that water again. And I do not. Now, I, I, I will say this. I have, I have broken my rule a couple times for some folks. But once you understand the truth and you've been baptized the right way, if you do mess up, you don't need to go back and lay the whole foundation no more. All you got to do is confess your faults to God and He is faithful and just forgive you. Lord of mercy, I'm thankful I don't have to get rebaptized every time I mess up. I'd be walking in here soaking wet all the time. Amen. So would everybody else. Um, now, somebody ain't been baptized the correct way. Now, that's a different story. But um, don't lay again the foundation of repentance. What I want to talk about in our lesson tonight is causes of spiritual stunted growth. What causes some people to excel in God and to grow, but others just seem, like I said, spin the tars and don't never get nowhere? Um, one reason, now let me talk about this. Sometimes you may have been born of a malnourished mother. A child born from a malnourished mother can cause that child's growth to be stunted. How does that, how do you connect that in the spirit? We read the statistics where I'm, thank God for Google, man, I don't, <laughs> Google saves pastors a lot of time nowadays. Man, I used to go to, have to go to live. I've spent all day at libraries trying to look up stuff um, several years ago. But malnutrition, mother, if you remember what I read about how stunted growth developed and occurs in that first thousand-day period, from a child's conception to its second birthday, and the three main causes of stunting in, the, in these countries and development companies are poor feeding practices, poor uh, maternal nutrition, and poor sanitation. Listen to me. Some people who have spiritual stunted growth was caused by not being conceived in the full truth of the Scripture. Hey, this is, this is good, whether I say so myself or not. People who begins the spiritual journey not in the truth, born of a mother not in the truth, it's going to affect that child's spiritual growth. Amen. It's going to affect them. Um, when a person begins their spiritual journey in an atmosphere of mere tradition and doctrines of religious men, they were stunted at conception. 
Amen. I'm not going to say, like some do, that, well, so-and-so didn't get nothing at all because there might have been something there, but because you was conceived in an atmosphere where the truth of the Word wasn't declared, it's going to hinder your spiritual growth. Hallelujah. It's going to hinder your spiritual growth. And when they are raised in a spiritually dead atmosphere, come on now, which only has a form of godliness, but denies the power thereof. Amen. There is a lot of people, amen, they are stunned spiritually because they was conceived, and so far the time that they have been has been in a spiritually dead atmosphere. I'm sorry, folks, but it does matter where you attend church. Hallelujah. I've heard some people make the comment about children or grandchildren. Well, they say, well, at least they're in some church. I'm going to tell you something. There's some churches I don't want my kids or my grandkids involved with. Now, this might sound harsh, but every church don't preach the truth. Hallelujah. And some of them are spiritually dead. Hey, we got some Pentecostal churches that's died. Hallelujah. So we ain't just, we're not leaving them out of the process here. But that's, that's how you, you're born of a malnourished mother in the spirit. Truth matters. Amen. Truth matters. And it will affect your growth spiritually if you have been conceived in an atmosphere where the truth um, is not important. And now another another um, reason for spiritual stunted growth, and I've got to hurry, my time is really going by fast tonight, is a lack of spiritual understanding. Um, a lot of people know the Bible, but they don't know what it means. There are some people that can quote the book from cover to cover, but they don't have any understanding about what it's all about. And the understanding is the most important thing. Many converts who begin spiritually malnourished uh, don't develop spiritual discernment of Scripture and thus they have a difficult time getting past the milk and progressing to the meat of God's Word. If you're having a hard time getting past the milk, amen, a lot of times you might think it's bad when that baby still wants to carry that ball around. But if that mama really loves that child, that mama's going to start pulling that bottle away. Amen. Um, because the time comes that just the milk won't do that child any good. That child has got to progressively grow 
into more solid foods. And there's some scriptures that I want to share with you about. 1 Corinthians. <coughs> Notice what Paul says here. And brethren couldn't, um, and I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. 1 Corinthians 3 and 1. Babes in Christ. I have fed you with milk and not with meat, for hitherto you were not able to bury it, neither yet are you able. This is exactly what I'm talking about. Some people don't have any spiritual aptitude. And I know some people have been in church a long time. And the best remedy for that, folks, is let the Holy Ghost have more control of your life. <coughs> because the Holy Ghost will lead you and guide you into all truth. If you will allow it to him. <clears throat> there comes a time when you got to put the bottle down and begin to eat solid food or your spiritual growth will be stunted. Knowing the scriptures and understanding the scriptures are two entirely different things. There's another scripture I want to take you to. This is after Jesus was resurrected. Luke chapter 24, beginning at verse 44. And he said unto them, These are the words which I spake to you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled, which were written in the law of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me. Then opened he their understanding that they may understand the Scriptures. Jesus knew that they needed to have understanding of the Scriptures. It's not good enough just to know them. you got to understand them. Now, <coughs> because of time, I'm going to go on, and I want to talk briefly about God's desire for His children. God's desire for his children. <clears throat> when we were born again, we became babes in Christ. We had to be fed and nourished in order to grow and develop into a man or woman who betrays to the world the full stature of Christ to the world. I want you to notice Ephesians. He said, Till we all come to the unity of the faith, and of the knowledge of the Son of God, too, there's that word perfect. And that word perfect is the same Greek word. It means mature, complete, a full age. To the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men and the cunning craftiness of the seedful plotting, but speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things unto him who is the head, Christ. God's saying, just grow up. 
just grow up. And that's what we got to do. Um, Galatians <coughs> 4 and 19. My little children, for whom I labor in birth again, and the Christ is formed in you. <coughs> that is what is God's desire for us. He didn't want us to stay back there always on milk. He wants you fully developed because you, you can't come to your potential in God and what God wants to do through you until you reach that part. Hebrews, one more scripture, beginning at uh, verse 12 of the fifth chapter. Here again, this is similar to what we read a while ago. But though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. And you have come to need milk and not solid food. For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word and of righteousness, for he is a babe. Do you know they did a survey uh, several years ago? And this spans across every denomination, Christian denomination. But they said 62% of all churchgoers cannot, uh, cannot um, uh, what's that word? Um, um, they cannot, well, let me just put it, the only thing I can think of because my mind's going blank here, but 62% of people that go to church cannot explain to someone else what they believe and why they believe it. <clears throat> Amen. Now, <clears throat> you say, well, you know, I don't, I don't believe in this or I believe in that. Somebody can say, why? Uh, I don't know. I just don't, don't believe it. The Bible says, did you know? And this ain't talking about preachers, not talking about Sunday school teachers, not talking about deacons or elders. Or nothing else. The Bible says you, the believer, you're supposed to be ready to give an answer at any time somebody asks about the hope that lies within you. Amen. So we need to get down to business. And God's not going to leave you. God ain't going to tell you to do something that you can't achieve. We learn other things. We are taught how to operate different kind of machinery. Uh, years ago, it was Brother Lanham taught me how to drive a truck. I'm part of the reason that poor man got bald. <laughs> I was needing a job, and he talked him into harming. And... Uh, I had I had I had driven what you call a stick shift in a pickup truck or a car, but first, second, third gear, and that was it. And they hired me. I crawled up in that uh, big thing. It was um, it was a, a big Ford nine thousand uh, 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 diesel. And I looked over there, and I started watching him. He pulled out of the lot, and we headed down Murfreesboro Road. 
shifting gears one after after another. I said, what has this thing got in it? He said, 13-speed road ranger. I said, my God, what have I got myself into? (laughs) I watched him scared to death for the next couple hours. And we made a stop somewhere, and we started to head back and get back um, and get back in the truck. He said, "Uh, uh-uh. he said, you get behind the wheel." I said, "Maybe I need to watch a little while longer." He said, "No, get behind the wheel." Man, you talk about bunking and jumping and stripping gears and all, oh, Lord. And he, brother, I looked over at Brother Landon, and he said, "Oh my gosh." <laughs> <laughs> that was me uh, at the beginning. But you know what? After I kept trying, kept working at it, it wasn't about a year and a half down the road, the truck that I had was similar to his when I started driving on my own. So it was just like it. But um, I remember one time mine was in a shop and the only thing that they had for me to drive was an old 18-speed Maxidine. It had two gear shifts on it. And Brother Kyle knows what I'm talking about. I mean, you shift one, you shift the other. I mean, it wasn't just all together like that Road Ranger, man, you know. But I took right to it like a duck in water. I don't, by that time, I had got a little bit of understanding, and I went, went on with it. So we learn (coughs) other things, and we grow other ways. There's no reason why we can't grow spiritually. Um, I'm going to stop because of my time, and I'm going to finish up with this. We are living in the most dangerous times we've ever lived. Things are happening so fast. What it took for you to get by 20 years ago, it's going to take two or three times as much now and in the future, in the near future. We better focus our mind on spiritual growth. Amen. 